Welcome to Fright Fix. My name's Suk. My name's Celia. Celia, how's it going? I am very well. Um, I was trying to think of anything that's happened this week, but alas, I can't think of anything. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I think I'm just uh, in wind down mode, mentally getting ready for Christmas or Already? Halloween. <laughs> I saw um, like uh, mince pies and Sainsbury's and uh, mm. they've they totally bypassed Thanksgiving. I mean, even though we don't do Thanksgiving here. Yeah. No, I think I saw Halloween stuff in August. So I suppose they're kind of moving on. Now that it's September, they're like, right, Halloween's way in the past. Let's just go for the, the mince pies. I don't know. It loses some of the magic of it because it's supposed to not be around for so long. Oh, and I feel like every year it gets clo- like further and further. Then one year, we're just going to have Christmas decorations all year round. And Yeah. Well, they'll be selling. Every day. Uh, they'll be selling Christmas decorations for next Christmas whilst we're in the current Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Happy 2024. <laughs> so this week we'll be reviewing the 2018 horror *The Nun*, starring Taisa Famiga and directed by Corin Hardy. Find your fright fix anywhere you listen to podcasts, and follow us on social media at fright fix sorry at fright fix podcast it's not like we've done this you know <laughs> 15 a times a, it's a bit of a tongue twist as I know. <laughs> um before we carry on i'm going to give the usual spoiler warning so if you haven't seen this film please go and watch it before listening um it is on netflix but i do think it's coming off netflix on the 13th of september so gotta hurry when a young nun in romania takes her own life a priest and a nun on the threshold of her final vows, are sent by the Vatican to investigate. Together, they uncover the unholy secrets of the Abbey and confront a malevolent force in the form of the same demonic nun that first terrorized audiences in The Conjuring 2. As the Abbey becomes a horrific battleground between the living and the damned. Bum, bum, bum. That's very uh, uh, dramatic. Uh, between the living and the damned. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word damned. It makes it sound uh, really old timey. Yeah, it really does. So what were your overall thoughts of the film? I hate going first. So I've seen The Nun before. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time round, I remember it being a, a bit of a challenging watch. Right. Because... It's obviously linked to the Conjuring movies, mm. and uh, and it just felt so far removed from the Conjuring movies. Even though yeah. it's set in the 1950s, there's something about the movie that makes it feel like it's set in the 1700s or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels like this kind of gothic-y period piece, and uh, yeah, so it just felt so disconnected from the other movies. So And the entire movie is set in, like... A, is it Transylvania or Romania? Yeah, they say Romania, but I guess there's the hint of maybe it would be too obvious if they said Transylvania that they're kind of using those old tropes. Yeah, I think it was shot in Romania in, in its entirety, the movie was. Yeah, it's definitely Romania. Um, yeah. But yeah, they have like horse and carts. There are a few vehicles, but not many. You're really going back in time, uh, all the candle lit. And, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, it makes it clear at the beginning that it's not in, shot in the 50s, but I don't buy it. It looks like it's set in like Dracula times or something. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but I kind of accepted it and wrapped my head around it. Thought, okay, it's what it is what it is. But I don't know, man. It's... <laughs> I thought the film had some good moments. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I just felt like the whole thing could have been a hell of a lot better. I, I'm just mm. putting that out there. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was that great a movie, to be totally honest. Yeah. Do you think it, it's because it's part of the Conjuring franchise that you don't like it? Like, if this was a standalone film, would it be any different? Or is it like it's not living up to the expectations of the Conjuring films? Now, that's a very good question. And I had thought about that whilst I was watching it and whilst I was writing my notes. And I think the only reason I gave the movie the time of day mm. and kind of endured it was because it was linked to the Conjuring universe. Right. And if it wasn't, I think I would have been, I don't know, I think I would have probably disregarded the movie a little bit. So it's the opposite, basically. It was that it's it's better because it's part of the Conjuring franchise rather than that it's not very good because it's part of the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, all also, the, I think uh, the nun character is like one of my favorite demons from the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a shame uh, she got such a weak movie. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I do agree with that. I think, I don't know if you were going to say this, but I feel like we see too much of her. Like the whole point of her in The Conjuring, was it three? No, two. She's in the second one, yeah, because yeah. um, Ed paints her. Yes. Yeah. Um, was that she was like in the background and it was very mysterious but now she's like front and centre and you see her a lot and there's lots of scenes with her in she kind of loses a little bit of the mystique of being this terrible you know force mm. to be reckoned with because you just see her so much yeah what were your um, what were your kind of overall thoughts well I mean maybe I've given it a little bit more leeway than you have <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> go, go for it it's gonna be interesting yeah. I always <laughs> like to start with you know the positives um, for me because my favorite book is Dracula, I do have a little warm, fuzzy feeling whenever I watch a film or read a book that is reminiscent of Dracula in any yeah. way, i.e. Yeah. old um, mansion fortresses in Romania. The the villagers are very scared of the place. Like it's yeah. exactly the same as Dracula. Um, it's pretty much, <laughs> I always think of like an amusement park, like Thought Park, when they mm. do those haunted evenings, like scare, I can't remember what they were called, like the, oh, the yeah. nights. Yeah, I know you're talking about Fright Night type things yeah, or like whatever they're called, yeah. This is what it reminds me of. It's like um, really obviously horror haunted house like uh, gravestones everywhere mist sounds from behind doors candlelight dark figures you know kind of gliding behind it's very cheesy but then is that always a bad thing you know like yeah. I kind of enjoyed it because it, it was doing all of those things um I think that it was for me it was quite scary I don't know about you but I was scared at certain points and so that's always a good thing for me because I like being scared <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt that I, I do agree. The film did have uh, some very shocking scares. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like overall, this film is the opposite of Midsummer because for Midsummer, it was all about the story. It was all about the characters. It was beautifully shot. Everything mm. was thought about, but we couldn't figure out if it was a horror, horror or not because it wasn't scary. Whereas yeah, this yeah. film is pretty much just scary and doesn't yeah. really have any of the other stuff. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't have like a solid character development. It doesn't have a great narrative. You know, the ending there's not much that draws you to the film other than that it's a cheap scare yeah i think you've hit the nail on the head there since you you mentioned like um character development and stuff what were your thoughts mm. on the, the the performances and the casting and the acting well i mean 
I wasn't blown away by any of the acting. Mm. I wasn't like, yes, this this has really grabbed me. This is what I'm here for. I think that um, Thaisa Famiga was great. Um, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't try and tie it to Vera <laughs> Famiga's character at all. You know, like you're using oh, two sisters dear. that look so similar. Could there not have been like an origin story around her or that they are yeah. sisters in this universe as well? Like, I feel like they missed a trick there, yes. um, which is quite frustrating. I was kind Kind of waiting for something to happen like she was going to say oh like when I was younger my sister went off on a completely different path to me and she went into the kind of ghost hunting and I went or something like that mm. where you can think ah they've tied them all together but they just never did that missed opportunity massively yeah, yeah. massively yeah. and um because they look so similar oh my um, goodness yeah <laughs> it's weird isn't it sometimes you see I think their smile is the same and also their horrified face is the same and it's like oh god um <laughs> So, yeah, it was very interesting seeing her younger sister in the Conjuring film. And I do think it was probably quite stressful for her as an actor, because you know that your sister is very well loved in this franchise. Mm. And then you're coming into a film and having to hold your own. Um, I don't think she's a bad actress at all. I just no. don't think she was done justice like Vera was with her character, because there was so much development in that. Um, yeah. But I can't fault Thaisa for her acting chops. Um I think so Father Burke I was quite annoyed not annoyed at but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just don't really understand what he did like did yeah. he do anything to help or if he wasn't there would anything have been different he was the he was the damsel in distress in this movie yeah he was the damsel, <laughs> damsel in distress and I don't I can't think of any point in which he helped progress the story along or get to where they needed to be because yeah. he was locked out for most of it mm. like he was on the outside side and then um what's 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 her name irene sister irene was on the inside talking yeah. to the nuns and like investigating and he was just sat reading about valak for like yes most of the film yeah. and then and, and chasing that little boy and chasing the little boy which had nothing to do with the story that was happening it was like his own thing <laughs> yeah 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 and then he wasn't needed to find the blood of christ no um because that was all irene as well he didn't he got lost in the underground spaces and didn't actually find them until the end mm. because he was having trouble with that demon boy the whole yeah. time <laughs> and then when he got there irene had defeated valak and yeah. frenchie had saved her yes like what did he do <laughs> yeah yeah i think that i think just the script was a bit of a mess to be honest it's, yeah i think you've highlighted like one of the like a glaring plot error or maybe they mm. just kind of rewrote the movie somewhere late in the mm. stage and didn't read it through to proofread yeah notice these, uh, it just needed holes. one person to be like ah shouldn't we give one of the things to the vicar to to figure out himself like mm. he seemed to be this kind of expert he was supposed to be this expert in you know demonic yes. possessions and kind of what the Warrens would be in the other Conjuring films so that's kind of what I was expecting that he was going to be the guiding person and that at least he was going to give more than he did and then yeah so I, it just kind of confused me about his character and then the other part that I was confused about was that their reactions to things seem so blasé like yes. these two people the father and sister Irene they come to this horrible mansion abbey and they just see a dead body and they're absolutely fine with it the dead yeah. body has 
has moved. Like French, he tells them the body has moved and they're just like, oh, no right, response, where should we go next? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, am I living in a different dimension? Because I'd be like, right, we need to either get out of here or, you know, regroup somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Like they just seem to be so okay with supernatural happenings um, to the point where I didn't feel like it was very believable. It, it needed to progress, I feel like. Um, yeah, so that kind of bogged me. <laughs> a bit about the characters yeah because that that scene uh had the potential to be quite a scary scene yeah uh but but i think they just didn't build it properly they didn't put it together properly like when frenchie's like wait she's sitting up but when yeah. i brought her in i laid her down like if yeah. that scene was constructed slightly differently where maybe the audience found out that the body had moved before the characters had mm. there might have been some kind of dramatic irony there and i don't know if that's the right word but it could have just been visually a bit more terrifying yeah. but it just wasn't like the intention was there but the execution was not good. yeah because the idea of that is really creepy like oh, the yeah, idea that a body yeah. moves without and it's very clearly dead um but yeah you're right it it just didn't do it and i think i was so focused on the characters and their reactions to things mm. that i kind of wasn't getting scared because i was trying to figure out what they what their deal was and why they weren't yes. as scared as they probably should be because this film they tr- like i said at the beginning they try and be really scary so the mm. every every part of this film is like bumped up to 100 in terms of horror like there's jump scare after jump scare there's dark corners there's like so much visual horror going on from pretty much the beginning yeah that it maybe they thought that if they had scared characters they couldn't survive like because this is so scary that maybe they needed characters that are quite strong but they didn't show them as strong characters they just showed them as characters that don't seem to care or haven't (laughs) registered what's going on yeah 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 absolutely what did you think about Frenchie I understand that he was the comic relief and there were a few funny bits that I did think were were quite good I think the only thing that actually made me laugh was when I think Frenchie goes holy shit when they find the blood of Christ Mm. and then the father's like the holiest <laughs> and they walk past it. <laughs> that actually made me laugh out loud i was like that's quite that's funny best line in the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i also did have a little chuckle at his reaction to the ghost in the graveyard the nun in the graveyard because yeah. he seemed to be like so over it he like grabbed one of the crosses and was like hugging it and he was just like nope nope i'm i'm leaving nope not having any of this yeah, like yeah yeah I quite like that. I was like, okay, that's kind of what I would imagine a teenager kind of their reaction to this. It's just like, absolutely not. I'm leaving, not having any of this. And the way he's like hugging the cross is like... Well, um, he reacted how anyone would react and get the hell out of that situation. Like a normal person, whereas the other two are just carrying on like nothing's happened. Um, So I appreciated his character. I did. And I also really appreciated that he didn't become a love interest. I'm glad that they kept Irene as, uh, you know, to her faith and that a man couldn't come in and change that um i was waiting for that because the way the film was going i was like oh god they're gonna do it she's gonna say i don't want to be a nun anymore i want to live my life with frenchie um so that was a positive i i don't know i just really didn't like any of the characters in this movie What didn't you like about Frenchie? I just didn't. I mean, other he had a couple of good moments, like what you've just described. And I thought the bit where he was in that hall full of the dead nuns with the bags over their heads, and they're oh, all yeah. just kind of twisting and turning and looking at him, and mm. he's kind of terrified. And I thought he, I thought he was good in there. But I think the key thing with all the characters for me was I just didn't connect to any of them. Everything mm. was just very surface level. There was nothing deep to. There was nothing to latch onto. There was no mm. emotional journey. There was nothing there. It's just a uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's 
I just didn't connect to him. I think with the father, like Father Burke, Kiem, they tried to give him this emotional depth or this emotional storyline with this little kid who, you know, mm. so in the past, I think he was performing an exorcism and on a little child and the child had ended up dying or something. But yeah, and they, you know, tried to play into that. But it was just, I didn't care. Like yeah. the way they put it together, I didn't care. And with Frenchie, he was okay. I mean, he for me, he was teetering on that kind of annoying line yeah. a little bit, a bit too over the top. I think it was a bit too comical for me. Mm, yeah. I, yeah. I thought Tysa was uh, really good as Irene. Um, I mean, I think she acted the best out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had the same problem with her where there just wasn't anything to latch onto in terms of their personality or like emotional connection. Yeah. It, it was just all incredibly surface level. And um, like I think generally with the performances, like if this was a comedy movie or something mm. a bit silly, it's fine. I don't need any more yeah. character development than that. But it isn't a comedy. It's a yeah. horror movie from the conjuring universe of horror movies yeah so i just kind of hold it to a bit of a higher standard so in terms of the performances yeah i think i felt this way the first time around i watched it but it was even more glaringly noticeable this time around mm, the second time yeah i do wonder whether it would have worked better if they just cut one of the characters out so either have irene or father burke and spend more time just developing that one character let's say that they chose that um sister irene they chose her because she had this past which again is another thing that i thought was a little bit weird um mm. which i'll talk about later i think in the the things i didn't like but yeah, yeah if if we could spend more time watching her development and maybe before she gets to the abbey and then she could have developed into somebody who was maybe questioning her faith and then finds it at the end or, or something more yeah, i feel like yeah. they might have used a lot of time to build up quite a few different characters when they could have kind of honed it in a little bit but i do think one thing that i would mention that i think i see this film a little bit unfairly because of is that i'm i'm comparing to the three conjuring films yeah and they have a lot of time to develop the warren characters like that's three whole films and it's centered around them and there's more than one um incident that happens in each you know they always start doing something else then there's there's cut scenes that look at their past and there's so much going on and we do build up a, a real love for those characters and I think this film isn't doing that and it doesn't have the time to really. Those other movies are all two, over two hours, whereas this is the yeah. shortest movie in the entire series, like un- just yeah. under 90 minutes or just over mm. 90 minutes. So, you know, we, there's, there just isn't the time. No. Um, and I do think they had to sacrifice one thing. And I think they they could either sacrifice the, the scares or they could sacrifice the characters. And I think they've kind of sacrificed the characters to just bump up the scares in yeah. this film. Yeah, I think this movie actually made like a lot of money. I think it was one of the lowest rated, at the time, lowest rated in the Conjuring series. But I think right. it was one of the ones that made the most money funnily enough because well i think the character was so popular that the nun character exactly yeah i was gonna say it's kind of they've had perfect marketing by leaving it to kind of fester in people's minds Mm. and thinking oh i'd love to see a film about her and then it actually comes out and you're like ah yes i'd love to see this um and i do wonder whether i mean i would probably be disappointed as well if i'd seen the conjuring films and i thought ah i want to like carry on the feeling that i have with the conjuring films <laughs> uh, apart from number three i suppose because yeah. that wasn't as good um but then you see this and it's like okay yes it's part of the same universe but it's not similar at all um but okay we've talked about stuff we don't like quite a lot but was there any did you have any favorite scenes or kind of favorite things about the film i want you uh, to think positive uh, no <laughs> 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, uh, yeah, no, there, there were there were some things I did like about the movie. Uh, like, I liked how... I like the nun, the nun character in general. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like how she's introduced in the film. I think it's pretty cool. It's a bit too early, but whatever. Like, mm. I like how when she's in that hallway that she's dark and she's walking towards that... She's gonna, well, almost floating towards the yeah. nun at the beginning of the movie. The, the, the normal human nun. And as she enters the room, you just got that deep music with, like... Mm. I, I don't... I, don't quite know how to describe it this like a chorus yes 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 and like the crosses start turning upside down slowly Mm -hmm. in the room and they set fire and i think the image of the nun is very scary in general oh yeah i I mean it could considering like you know a nun is meant to be like a loving compassionate kind of Mm. person like having you know twisting that on its head and making the nun like an evil demon Mm. it's quite cool i thought yeah yeah i liked the um (laughs) the bell on the grave yes yeah i've got that as well yeah Yeah, it's it's a cool little thing i mean they introduce at the beginning of the film and you're like okay this is going to come obviously into play yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they they relate it back to like historical times. So, mm. belt attached to a coffin that's been that's under the ground. So, there must have been loads of occasions where people were buried alive, and then they started mm. ringing the bells. So, um, yeah. Well, I do remember because that was ac- that's historically accurate because they did do that a lot, and I do remember learning about it. And then there was a a resurgence of it when Dracula the book came out in the late eighteen nineties because oh, people gosh. thought that like people would be buried alive or the living dead. Yeah. So these yeah. bells started like appearing again it was just it I think it was more of like um you know where everybody has the same panic for kind of no reason like one person maybe got buried alive and then yeah. everyone's like oh my god what happens to me I want to have a bell <laughs> or maybe it never happened it was just kind of rumors and gossip because of the the plague and the fact that people looked like they were dead when they weren't mm. and then people just started using it but yeah I did like that yeah I suppose myths and legends probably like traveled in a different way back then yeah and uh, maybe less access to science and all that stuff maybe made people yeah. a bit more superstitious and whatnot so yeah definitely because I, I know that in um in some graveyards you can still see victorian um coffin uh graves that have cages over the top of them because they were really worried <laughs> that the vampires were going to crawl out of the coffins <laughs> and try and get it to, so you can actually see these like iron bars over that the is top hilarious of yeah so you know, they that. did do that sort of thing <laughs> i'll keep an eye out for that yeah <laughs> yeah i thought i mean as you mentioned i thought that i thought the movie had some good shock scares like um just little bits like you know when the nun appears like behind the mirror when um mm-hmm. when irene's looking in the mirror and then suddenly the mirror explodes in her face and whatnot yeah just, there, there were loads of those little scares which i thought were pretty cool um yeah but then then i was thinking like, I, I wasn't quite sure if the scares were genuinely scary or, or if it was just down to the very loud music that would play whenever a scare would happen i always think that i always wonder yeah. if it's just like you're just shocked by the really loud noise or whether you're actually scared yeah so it's kind of i think it's like a it is a trope of horror movies in general but then there are some that are kind of masterfully crafted where the tension that builds yeah. up to it and everything but this yeah as you mentioned this film was just like one after the other it was pretty relentless there was no yeah. real time to breathe or anything it just it's just that kind of like contrast where this yeah there were loads of scares but i just didn't care about the character I didn't mm. particularly engage with any of them so yeah it's just like half of the puzzle was missing for me right uh, uh, one other thing I did like which I totally totally forgot about was you know when you meet the nun at the beginning of the movie sorry I just mm-hmm. keep saying the nun but they're all nuns <laughs> one here, of the they? nuns yeah <laughs> yeah like the leader nun or the head nun or whatever the one that sat in yeah. the hallway when when all the heroes enter the the, the monastery in the, the veil yeah not monastery is it'd be a abbey con- abbey yeah sorry mm. yeah and she's talking 
to our heroes and you know warning them and you know but then later on it turns out that that was a dead body the entire time and it was actually the evil nun kind of speaking through her I thought that was that was a pretty cool kind of um that was yeah I completely agree yeah 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 I mean that is where my list of likes kind of stops okay (laughs) I'm very thin on likes this episode and I feel like I'm being the grumpy grouchy one this time around so gun you you go you go fill in the gaps what what did you let me think let me think of some positive um, well, I do think overall, because this is scary, I did enjoy it. And I want to remember that because the idea of it is good. The yeah. execution, like you said, not as good. Mm. But I think, like like you said, the nuns, the abbey, all the little things that they use, like the graves, the bells, the fact that the nun habits are so kind of scary because you can't tell who's who. Yeah. You know, are you looking at the evil nun or are you looking at a normal nun? Um, the way they kind of move and they're always in the corners of the windows and things. And it is, yeah. it does have a really creepy element to it that I was entertained by like I was never bored in this film you know regardless of whether I enjoyed it I was never looking away sure, um, sure, sure, sure. and you know there's there was a few scenes that I thought they'd really thought about and and one of the elements of it I think was the fact that um Irene was dressed in white and all the yeah. other nuns were dressed in black and there are yeah. some really cool scenes that they do from kind of a bird's eye view I think there's one where they're all praying and you know they can't stop praying until Balak has left or something yeah. and it's Irene in the middle in her white and then there's a circle of nuns in black around her and there's yeah. this lovely bird's eye view of her and she just stands out so much and you know there's there's little hints of you know they have thought about it I wish they would do more with it I wish this yeah. would have been what the whole film was like but there's mm. almost like little pieces where you think oh that's I like what that looks like and they've thought about the color and the contrast and you know it, it can be redeemable in a few areas sure sure so the visuals the yeah the cinematography and that's just the placement of the characters and the dress so the, it's yeah. a visuals at a visual level it's pretty much I think the, the thing I liked the best was the visuals and you know the fact that I do like a good scare is also something that, oh, that yeah, makes me happy absolutely. yeah yeah um I think I said before that I'm glad that Irene doesn't lose her faith um because that would have been a very annoying part of the story <laughs> and so I was kind of waiting for it to happen and it didn't um I'm glad that she was able to take control and be the hero yeah. um you know I I didn't want it to be father what's his name because he didn't do anything <laughs> Thing. so no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, glad no. it was Irene who did you know brave it and kind of go face to face with Valak um I thought I was going to put on my list of things that I didn't like was I thought there was a massive plot hole and I was so ready to be like oh yes like I've noticed something they, <laughs> <laughs> and now I, re- I, I wasn't right but um because she defeats Valak in the 50s and I was like well how was he how was that demon in the 60s in The Conjuring 2 yeah I was yeah. ready to like go in about the narrative <laughs> and the, the, everything was wrong and then right at the end they tell us that actually uh, they possessed Frenchie right yeah and then Frenchie was the person who was in the videos in The Conjuring 2 yeah that was a good little and that was bit, and I yeah. did like that actually because I was thinking how does this connect like how can she defeat Valak and then she appears later Mm. and i haven't actually gone back and watched the conjuring 2 but i'm guessing it's the same actor make 
you know where they know. do the re the video oh yeah just, I, know, I, I know the bit yeah. you're talking about but I, I, yeah part of me was wondering did they reshoot it or was it actually the same actor I don't the know. same actor because in my mind i thought it was like an overweight man with black hair i don't know what that's how i remember that person being yeah, i don't know i don't know and then it's I mean, frenchy in the new one mm, mm. i thought it was a nice touch it was like a, yeah it was pretty cool yeah because they needed to tie all that together so i'm glad they did um so you know i think there are a few redeeming qualities to the film but like you it is a little bit lacking um in in favorite scenes or favorite moments throughout the film mm. yeah so in contrast to that <laughs> what were the bits you didn't like well <laughs> we have talked about a few already we have we have but yeah. i've got a few more um <laughs> one that i was wondering if you were thinking about as well was the whole reason why uh sister irene is there is because she's had a vision when she was younger of mary points the way like that's the whole reason she's there is that they know that she has these visions and that the vatican thinks she'll be useful but anybody like anybody in the world could figure out where the blood of christ was without knowing mary points the way because there's a there's a light shining directly from the finger of the statue of mary into the keyhole of where the blood of christ is right. you don't need to be a, a psychic to figure that out <laughs> like it's so obvious <laughs> and so like you've got that i thought she was gonna have to figure something out because that's the reason she's there nope nope she literally just went oh look he's pointing at the wall and that she's pointing at the wall and that must be the oh, keyhole if, if this was a comedy then it would be hilarious it, yeah but it's a serious movie but it's not they're trying to be serious <laughs> and i just thought oh come on like make it at least a bit harder than that like maybe don't have the the light shining directly from the finger to the keyhole if it was just her finger pointing the statue's finger pointing at the keyhole okay that's a little bit i mean even then i think i could figure that out myself and so as soon as it got to that bit i was like oh come on because i was i was wondering the whole film what sister irene was going to do with her kind of ability to see sure, into the sure, sure. future or, or whatever and that was it like <laughs> which wasn't even yeah so that did annoy me um i also found the zombie nuns really cheesy there's a few scenes where they like i think one of them's valak and then there's another one yeah of the ghosty nuns yeah who have like all these teeth and like blood coming out their mouth they look mm. like they want to bite the characters and it's like i thought you're kind of mixing up your horror characters yes like it's you go from a ghost yeah, yeah. You're like a ghost and a demon but then you're like a werewolf or a, a zombie trying to eat them yeah yeah it just yeah i didn't like that um <laughs> I also, I think I said before, but I think that we see too much of Valak. I think she loses her scariness as always being in the background and kind of manipulating things from the shadows, which I thought that was what her character was going to be. But she's kind of like really there. And I think especially at the end, like she's basically a, a full character in the scenes she's not yeah. in the like she grabs the characters and like snarls at them and things and it's like well yeah. i think if you spend too long looking at the face of one of these creatures you can see that it's fake like there's nothing you can do to get away from the fact that this is a person playing a character in costume with cgi whereas when you leave it up to the brain to think Fill of in the what gaps, could possibly, yeah. yeah it's yeah. way scarier absolutely and yeah. so it kind of yeah she lost her <laughs> i was gonna say magic but that sounds 
a bit too nice. Yeah. <laughs> she loves the, the fact that she was so scary. Was that you you only saw these glowing eyes and his long nose, and that was kind of it. But yeah, it it just kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah, the thing with the, these kind of movies is it's the like three minutes would be the build up to the scare, and then the scare is like five seconds. But when you have that scare just throughout the entire yeah. scene, yeah, you do yeah. notice that it's just a person in fancy dress. And, you know, yeah, it kind yeah, of exactly. Too much, yeah. It's, it does reveal too much. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention is that I I wanted to like the idea of these nuns not actually being real. So there was there was a group of nuns that end up helping Sister Irene throughout the film in different yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them's constantly praying. One of them's giving her advice about like the backstory behind how Valak came into the world. Um, and then we find out that they're all some sort of ghost mm. or something, but it was never kind of told properly. And yeah. then they just all disappear and yeah. they've been dead forever. And I thought that that could have been really cool. It could have been like a sixth sense, like twist. Yeah, um, yeah. That we then figure out, oh yeah, of course, like all those little things that happened like throughout the film makes you realize, yeah, of course they were all dead. But we never get connected to any of these characters. I kind of didn't really realize what was going on with them. And then they all disappear. And it's like, mm. well, that didn't do what I think it was supposed to do to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Didn't make me question it. But yeah, just felt like a missed opportunity. That could have been really cool, but it wasn't. It's all just, <laughs> I mean, I think missed opportunity sums yeah. this one up, this movie yeah. up, I think. Yeah, definitely. But I'll leave it at that. I'm sure there's a lot more that I could say. <laughs> But what about you? Is there any extra things that you... <laughs> like, I desperately wished that uh, Tysa Farmiga's character was Lorraine Warren in this movie. Yeah. Like, I so wish that this was a prequel. And I couldn't help feeling that maybe something... They, I don't know, a part of me thinks that maybe something different was planned originally. Or maybe this is me just kind of, like, um, fixing the movie mentally. But yeah, what I thought think would have been better is if uh, Irene was just Lorraine when she was younger because mm. the timeline not, not I mean even a nun maybe maybe in the past it turns out mm. Lorraine was like training to be a nun or what I don't know it, yeah I mean, it, I mean it could have been whatever like well it makes sense because she is very religious anyway um Lorraine Warren so you could yeah. have thought of it as like she was going to be but then yeah. this changed her mind maybe or? yeah because maybe she was 15 or 16 or whatever and you know this is just how she started off and yeah and um I mean they both have these kind of premonition powers yeah so, so part of me thinks maybe it was written as that's a really good Lorraine's point. sister and they both they, they're both sisters in real life and maybe yeah. maybe she was meant to be a younger version of Lorraine like and I think maybe yeah. there was a change late in the day and and I think what would have been cool is if uh what I think would have improved Father Burke is maybe Father Burke wasn't just some random dude some random kind of priesthood kind of mm. picked you know plucked out Irene from you know wherever she was from but if they them two went on regular adventures together and he right. was her kind of mentor mm. and maybe you see some of Lorraine's you you realize that some of Lorraine's characteristics are actually from this guy and this is the guy who helped ah. form her and you know yeah so it's a real origin story for Lorraine yeah Warren. I just, yeah just don't see why they didn't do it that way and you know maybe there's a maybe I don't know just and maybe there's certain things he does that Ed does and maybe that's mm. why she kind of likes Ed because mm. That he has certain qualities that this guy mm. that was really important in her formative years or I don't know I just think that, that it's it's just such I feel like they dropped the ball massively there and yeah I don't know I'm I'm really convinced there were some rewrites late in the day 
do you reckon because that sounds like the perfect film like that's what this film needs and I wonder whether do you think it's any influence on the real Lorraine Warren or was she already dead by this point but because she had quite a strong influence on the Conjuring films didn't she so what if she had decided that actually she didn't want this because it's all fake she didn't want it to be part of her story uh, maybe yeah, yeah I'm just thinking I think like she, why they wouldn't do that yeah because I think she died just before the third Conjuring movie had come out right I think that was yeah. maybe the the last one that she was mm. yeah I don't think she had anything to do with the third Conjuring movie but no yeah yeah you're probably right maybe this was out of respect they didn't want to fictionalize her life too much but... yeah but it would have been better absolutely or even if you do like the sister of but then you're you're losing that kind of origin story because like you said at the beginning you just don't care about these characters because they're not part of no the... no and um yeah yeah and it's just oh, i don't know oh, i don't know and, yeah, and as, as i mentioned before like you know it's just one of the most iconic conjuring demons and they just wasted mm. wasted her in this movie i think the issue that we both have with this film is around the fact that it's valak as the demon and we were so excited to see what they would do with this film that they have shot themselves in the foot a little bit like mm. if they'd said that this it's it's the conjuring adjacent it's part of the same franchise or actually it would probably be better if it just wasn't because if you took Valak out of it there's no reference to no. the conjuring films you could say that it's reminiscent of the conjuring and insidious films like it's it's a proper scarer you're going to get scared in this film and then they just made it its own thing because by trying to tie it to such a loved universe with a character that everyone was really excited about you have to live up to it and I wonder whether they got the wrong end of the stick in terms of they thought that maybe audiences just wanted to be really really scared but I don't think that's what all horror fans want I think yes we want to be scared but we've I think we've seen from our Fright Fix ratings that it's not always the scariest horror film that we enjoy the most it's the films that have things going on as well as being a horror film some kind of emotional engagement some kind yeah. of some, something where you can invest in a character and i think what and if, if we did kind of tie it in as an origin story then the ending would have made sense there may be something like she didn't get valak this time but maybe one day in the future she'll get her revenge on valak and which she does you know in the country yeah. too which is like, set like so, 20 oh, years that would after. be so good yes that's yeah. what it needs it needs and that would also it, it would stop that thing of like well they didn't do anything in this film because then you can say well it was just a first attempt and they will yeah. get her we know they'll get her in the future yeah oh honestly you should definitely start rewriting some films because i feel like <laughs> there's been so many episodes where you've thought of a way better ending or a way better like idea for a film I'll might it be the them, next yeah. thing we'll do um, fright fix productions <laughs> <laughs> sadly i can i can only come up with the ideas i'm very terrible at writing sadly so. <laughs> <laughs> getting it done well, yeah. is it you get you, you know you're clearly better than than some of the people that were working on this film so you know <laughs> So I dare to ask what your Fright Fix rating is. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from two, just as a reminder, two 10 out of 10s last week. Oh, dear. First in Fright Fix history. <laughs> no pressure then, yeah. <laughs> so with this movie, like I watched it because I'm a fan of the Conjuring yeah. movies. I mean, we both are. And uh, the, the whole movie felt like how, you know how like a video game would have like DLC or like an expansion mm. pack? Yeah. So whilst it's not 100% necessary for the main story, but it's just like, if you want a little bit extra, a little bit more, mm-hmm. that's how it felt like. It's, yeah. So it's just something, you know, a little extra for the fans. I wish The Nun was tied into Lorraine Warren's story. Yeah. 
and this movie should have been a prequel it's just just waste waste of the talent waste of the the, the whole opportunity mm. and uh, overall I didn't feel connected to the characters at all the story was okay it wasn't bad mm. uh, I enjoyed it the first time I watched it but just this time round it just felt like such a slog mm. and uh, was this the first time you'd watched it or had you seen it before this is the first time I saw it gotcha yeah gotcha okay fair enough then yeah because the first time I, I watched it I, I enjoyed it and I remember seeing mm. reviews for it and reviews being really bad and I thought what drugs are they on like this is really mm. this is pretty yeah, good yeah yeah so but yeah this time around man it was painful and um and if you've uh if you've watched everything like if you've watched loads of horror movies and you just need a little fix a fright fix or a horror <laughs> fix like you could do a lot worse than this film like yeah you know it is scary it is one of those yeah. films where if you turn off the lights and turn the sound up and you know sit down on your own or sit with your friend or partner mm. or whatever like it's not it isn't dreadful no you know it like as long as you just don't expect anything in the way of like story or character engagement yeah. it does have some scary moments mm. but I've I think I've only given the movie the time of day because of its connection to the Conjuring universe yeah it's not horrendous it's not great it's just mm. okay for me so I give yeah. it a four out of ten okay yeah I think that's completely valid I think I can say completely valid <laughs> <laughs> I did see the funniest um, nun pun on on one of the reviews. It was oh, like <laughs> nun pun. Um, I know they said um, character development none, but like n u n plot <laughs> none. <laughs> Scares none. I just thought that was great. That's, I'm not going to be that harsh. Funny. That's quite funny. Um, what uh, do you think? Well, completely agree with, with what you were saying. And, and I think, you know, I, I see this film as when I was a teenager, I would have loved to see this film because all you're there for is a scare. Mm. Like you go to the cinema with your friends and you want to see who's going to scream the loudest. And that would probably happen as a teenager. You're not yeah. really there for any story. No. I mean, it, it, it hits so many markers when it comes to like cheesy horror films. Um, and like you said, it would have worked quite well as a comedy because it plays so much into the classic horror tropes that yeah, it, yeah. it could have done, it could have done something different, um, but it didn't. Uh, and I think for me, I, it's kind of the same. It's that it was, it was lacking in, in, in the plot development and I don't know whether I just give it a hard time because it's part of the Conjuring films like almost the opposite of what you were saying like I'm yeah. not giving it the time of day because it's part of the the Conjuring series um but I'm kind of it's actually really hard to think about what number I'd give this to be honest because I actually quite enjoyed it while I was watching it That's I did fair. like I was entertained Good. and I there were part, there were parts of it where I thought that's quite clever like the bells yeah. and some of the scenes, but then they kind of take it too far. And then a perfect example is the bells. We know that it's going to happen, but then Father Burke gets buried underground and is covered in soil mm. and grass and Irene has to fish him out. But like, it, what did that do for the story? Like, Valak didn't do that. Like, what is it that's making that happen? It's just, yeah. it just felt so out of character for the rest of the film that you're kind of taking something that could be really good and then you're just 
putting something really random in to yeah. scare people, to shock people that doesn't actually have anything to do with the story. It was so inconsequential as well. Like it yeah. didn't impact anything. Yeah. Didn't change anything at all. And it just was confusing. It's like, is there more than one ghost here? Is there like a poltergeist that's, that's messing with them as well? Mm. Like th- there was just a lot of missed opportunities, I think. And a lot of, I feel like lots of people were around a table and they all had one idea and they just threw it into a pot and did all of it. Yeah. They never thought, how do these connect? How can we make sure that the story is progressing through every single one of these? Yeah. And along with that, how can we make sure that the characters develop as they go through the story? There's yeah. no arc. There's no kind of hero story that would have been really interesting. No, no. There are just, they are exactly the same characters at the, as at the beginning as they are at the end. They don't change at all. They don't learn anything. They don't grow. They don't become better people Absolutely, in whatever yeah. capacity. Mm. They are exactly the same and there's no consequence in terms of their characters Irene becomes a nun she'll probably live out the rest of her life being a nun I don't really care because I don't really (laughs) care about character (laughs) and I just feel like it's a shame because I really like the idea of this film I think that the whole religious element of it could have been really scary Mm. I think like you said Valak itself is probably one of the scariest like demons I've ever seen yeah um and it just misses the mark and it's frustrating because of that um so I'm going to give it a three out of ten whoa I thought you're gonna yeah. give it more than me okay no I was debating a five out of ten but I don't know why that makes me think that I have to be 50 50 like 50 percent like it 50 percent dislike it and I'm definitely not that sure, I'm like sure, sure. there are good elements to it but it's a but it's an very annoying film (laughs) yeah Um, yeah that's hilarious because i think i had like little good to say about it but yet you gave me a home gave me a home (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it changes every week what i rate it on because sometimes i rate on how scary it is and to be honest i would have given this like a six maybe if it was just on how scary it is or a horror film or is it the characters or is it the cinematography i don't know what i base it on just Mm. the number that comes to me and it is a low feel at the time yeah yeah Um, i think it was more that i felt a little bit disappointed by whoever produced this knowing that it was part of the conjuring series that they ended with this and the fact that your ending is way better than the actual (laughs) ending kind of makes it even more annoying i wish there was a way to kind of re-edit the movie but we'd have to like dub dub over the lines and everything oh (laughs) that would be tragic i don't think that would work but yeah, so kind of came away feeling a bit disappointed, but I I think this is a film that will divide audiences. I do think that this is the horror film for certain horror fans. And those fans are the ones that just want to get scared, which is perfectly a valid reason why you want to watch a horror film. I can imagine sitting with your friends with a bowl of popcorn on Halloween night and watching this because it's scary and leaving it at that. And sometimes that's okay. But for us, not sure it worked. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this month's Fright Fix. Join us next month as we'll explore a new horror film. We will be posting the movie a few days before the podcast episode is released on our social media. So be sure to follow us at Fright Fix if you want to watch the film ahead of time. If you would like to send us a message or want us to cover a scary movie on an upcoming episode, please feel free to contact us on Instagram or Twitter or email us at podcast at frightfix.com. See you next time.